Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morset and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We have broken ground on the first co-housing project in Houston, Texas, and in fact, in first in all of the great state of Texas. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Feels <laughs> so, like it's been forever. I know. It feels like a long time. It's a lot of travel and a lot of summer fun, which is yeah. nice because when we started this podcast, we were, you know, still in kind of COVID quarantine times and oh my gosh, we were yeah. very regular, but we also didn't have a lot of uh, outside input. <laughs> we basically created this podcast because we had no life yeah. and now we have a life again. And yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, the podcast. Yeah. When, when are we going to do it this week? <laughs> But it's nice, though, because I feel like it kind of brings us um, mm. back together on topics and uh, creates this big, huge conversation about not only co-housing, but also how co-housing is formed and how a group of people who are not experts, although I always have to give this caveat, we actually do have experts in our group, our, our architect and our developer, yes. our members. So we actually yes. do have experts, but the rest of us are not experts. Yes. We're just people who've come together to try to get this project off the ground and build the neighborhood that we want and the neighbors who we want. And we, I'm, I'm not willing to like say we're at the finish line, but boy, we are, we are very close to the Yep, to the to the moment here where things start to start You're to pretty change. excited. I mean, I'm yeah, really, I'm kind of scared to say too much. I don't want to jinx everything, so let's just keep sailing. Okay. Okay. All right. So keep listening because we've got like yeah. yeah. Anyway, but one of the things that we get asked a lot is about marketing, because mm -hmm. if you're just a group of neighbors and you want to build a neighborhood, you need to find the rest of the neighbors because you just can't do it with like eight people or six people or whatever. You've got to, you've got to find all of the people who are going to be living as your neighbors. And how do you do that? And it seems daunting um, to a lot of people. And I think that probably both of us came at it from the same mindset that it was kind of daunting. It was a big thing um, to do this. And so I like to use the analogy a lot that, you know, it's, it's like, we often think like, oh, this person would be really great, you know, and wow, I think they'd be really, you know, good neighbor. And, but then you're like, how do I ask them out? <laughs> how do I, yeah. how do I approach them? It's like puts everybody in middle school again, you know, it's like, it's like a scary thing when it doesn't yeah. have to be. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how do you ask people to be your yeah. neighbor? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I don't know if we've actually shared this on our podcast, so forgive us if it's a rehash. And if you never listen to one of those old ones, it'll be brand new. But we actually, as we were trying to figure out the answer to this question that Kelly is now posing, we hired a marketing consultant. In fact, she's really, really focused much more on sales. And she is also was trying to build up her own community. So she has a lot of professional expertise and she was working at co-housing herself. So she came in and I actually worked with her for about six months and she coached me every single week. We had a coaching session. I would tell her what I'd been doing. And I think, and then she would coach me on, well, you might try this, you might try that. And it was really, I was just kind of blown away how she was able to really take, take me. I, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm pretty 
unbendable sometimes and unshapable. And my goodness, I feel like she just reached inside my soul and reshaped me and, and gave me these superpowers and the ability of knowing how to have that conversation. And then, you know, explorers just started like, and that's the, the, the level that we bring you into with kind of a more serious interest before you commit to being an equity member. But I felt like they just suddenly like, I was just pulling them out of the pond, like sunfish and a you know, in a canoe, they were like, like, oh my gosh, I'd be calling her up. I got two more this week. Can you believe it? And it was, it was all, I think really the, the thing that really, that got me on this new path was reframing what it means to be an explorer, which was that kind of signal that you're more interested. You pay a little bit. We spend more time with you, explain more. And we had up until that point been I mean, for me, to use your dating analogy, I would be from like seeing somebody across the street to like, I'm going to walk down the aisle with them. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. Like I was really, and and then Shelly's just like, no, you just, are you even going to have a first cup of coffee with them? And I, I and when, once I got to that, then it was like, I could be dating everybody walking by me on the street because I'm making no commitment. I'm just sitting down having a cup of coffee and I'm talking to them and it's, it's easy. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not even like kissing, I'm not even kissing them. You know, <laughs> we're not doing anything. No touching. Please don't kiss our explorers, Lynn. <laughs> no, I like that analogy a lot. I mean, in full disclosure too, I work with Shelly um, on other projects also. And I think one of the biggest things that she brings to co-housing is that it's not, it isn't marriage. It is just like, it's like a cup of coffee, you know, like we're both going to sit down, talk about this a little bit more, take a look at it. Um, and so it's interesting when you reframe it that way, you know, the, the level of commitment to become a member of a cohesion community is huge. It's a lot yeah. of diligence. You need to know everyone, you need to know all this stuff, but to become an explorer, mm, you really don't need to, you really just need to like, are you interested? <laughs> if you're interested, you should probably just become an explorer because that's how you're going to really get to know everyone. Yeah. And I think yeah, she's you know, really been good about having communities adopt that. Yeah, I think it's really, really powerful. And I think the other thing, if I want to talk about a baby step that really shifted us was we lowered the price a bit. So we had, it was just a little bit too high. We started out at $250 and we ended up lowering it to $150. And then that just felt like a much much easier, like, oh, and then she taught me this one beautiful phrase, write this down, listeners, because this to me was also a game changer. When I would tell people, hey, you know what, worse, it just become an explorer, like there's no commitment. The worst thing that can happen to you if you've met a new group of people in Houston who are doing something really interesting, very innovative, you're going to read a lot about us in the press someday. And um, you've just donated $150 to a very worthwhile cause that we know you're already interested in. And then best case, it's the best decision of your life. So when you put it like that, a lot of people go, oh, I don't care about $150. You know, like, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. So it, it really was a game changer. I just start fishing them out of the pond, like nobody's business. Yeah, that's so interesting. So what other kinds of things? I know that there, we made some changes around that same time that yeah. it just easier to come. Yeah, in. I think there's a few other points that I would highlight. And I think the first one is always, always, always talk about becoming an explorer. Any conversation I have with anybody about co-housing, 
always within your first few sentences gets to the concept of an explorer. So it's every conversation, every presentation. Um, I think the second thing is we've already touched on a little bit in terms of making the hurdle really low. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in terms of us inviting them or being picky about who does it, but it's some more practical things like make sure your phone number is on your website, make sure you've got online payments, make sure you've got the Explore registration process on your website. And the, it took us a little bit longer to get to all of those steps. So that mm -hmm. does take a while. Make sure that if somebody just calls you up or they register online, you just bring them in, you know, like yeah. they, you haven't committed. I think we were all worried, well, what if some weird people, you know, sign up and come in? That doesn't matter. You know, you right. learn, you learn, they learn, it's fine. Um, and I think also just rehearsing some stock phrases about, you know, I mentioned the phrase about, you know, worst case, you've donated to this great cause, best case it's the best decision ever. Have a few of those in your pocket because I don't know about you, but some days I, my tongue is fluid. I've had lots of caffeine. I'm happy. I'm rested and everything flows. Other days I'm stumbling around as if I've just learned how to speak English. So just make sure you got them down pat. Um, and I think the last thing I would say in terms of tips, and this is a little bit harder to really put it on a checklist and just say you've checked it off. And that is, I really found myself for a long time there every time I'd pick up the phone and dial another number or pick up a, a, a phone call from the website because it comes sometimes to my phone sometimes to Kelly's mm -hmm. to just answer it with the intention right from the get-go you are my next explorer so like I am entering into that conversation with that's where this is going yeah. Unless, of course, it becomes very clear, no, we're not going there. You know, sometimes yeah. that happens too. Yeah, sometimes people are, don't really want that. I think that really speaks to hospitality, you know, of picking up and saying like, you are welcome to step into this room with us. You're welcome to come in and see our community. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to do that because if you're throwing up kind of like, oh, I don't really want to mention Explore or and we're just going to talk about other things. That's actually not very welcoming. It's much more mm -hmm. welcoming, I think, to just say, look, there's a way that you can come in. You've expressed an interest in co-housing. This is a way that you can come and really look, you know, come come in, come in the room. I really like that right. a lot. And, and what I also like to say to people is that, you know, it's a way we talk in a very abstract manner about consensus decision-making. And for a lot of people, you know, you just can't really imagine what it's like to sit at the table when that's going on until you really taste it. And this is an, an opportunity to really taste that. You're kind of like a fly on a wall. And sometimes we, we drag you in off the wall and people are surprised like, what, you wanna know my opinion? I wasn't prepared for that. Said, well, we're just giving you a taste of what it's like. So. Um, you know, it really does. You're, you're making, like you said earlier, Kelly, you're, this is a huge decision to, to decide to become a member in co-housing. And that's why we have this extended period of time where you can really, if you will, try your wings uh, out in this environment, see how it feels. Yeah. Test it out. I like that. So, you know, one other thing that I think a lot about, Lynn, is that um, different things resonate with different people, mm. you know, so, and I think a lot of us focus on um, the kind of the nuts and bolts of co-housing, you know, like you can look at a, you can look at a schematic and say like, oh, here's uh -huh. the common house and that's where woodworking happens and that's where people ride their bikes and you can really look at those things. But those things aren't actually really what are going to build connection with the people around you or the people you're talking to. And so, 
you know, so for me, like community dinners are a big thing. And I could talk to you about like how they're set up, how are they organized? And it would be so boring. <laughs> you would be like, I don't care. Like, like I, don't I don't want to do that. That sounds doing. awful. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That sounds awful. But when I say to you that community dinners are a big thing for me, because when my kids were small and my husband was mm -hmm. traveling, sometimes the only adults I talked to during the day were at community yeah. dinner. And when I say that people who've been in a similar situation, maybe they don't even have kids. Maybe they are living alone and they think, yeah, like, yeah I want to have a time mm -hmm. of the day when I can connect with people. So I think also like thinking through those stories in your mm -hmm. life that are the real reasons why you're doing this, not the on the paper reasons, but the, the actual reasons that kind of motivate you to look at co-housing or to think about being in deeper connection, those things mm -hmm. are important um, to share. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's then the basis for relationship too. Like everybody mm -hmm. now knows in my group, everybody now knows that about me and about my past mm -hmm. and that they have, you know, they've shared with me times when they were, you know, struggling with raising a kid alone or, mm. you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing. And so it's the basis of friendship when you, when you really dig in and start to think about why these things are important to you. Yeah. I think yeah. And in fact, I, you know, I, um, I mean, that's why I have cottoned on to the, to the concept for me of, I just do not want to go through another um, disaster in Houston, Texas, because yeah. I just get really agitated. I mean, not because I care, I do care about being in a disaster, but I get so agitated and annoyed that all of a sudden everybody like turns on this neighborliness, you know, yeah. <laughs> switch. And we're all of a sudden like kumbaya, dinners in the driveway, sharing everything, like I envision co-housing, but but then as soon as the disaster is over, everybody disappears like we never even knew each other. Yeah. And I, I find that very frustrating. And so that's kind of my tagline is, you know, disaster free neighborliness on a, on a daily basis. And, and with each one of us, um, you'll find that we all have these beautiful stories and getting people, if they're on the call system to, you know, practice their down pat phrases also means getting our broader community to be thinking about as they're engaging with friends, family, colleagues, their wider network, what are their stories, getting them to get better at articulating that so that they can yeah. kind of share at a deeper level yeah. and get other people to be curious so that they are then creating this pull rather than being a pusher onto yeah. others. Oh, that's a, yeah, I, that's interesting too. this, this idea of broadening it because we all have different backgrounds and different stories. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was on a call with, uh, Katie McCammon at one point and she said, well, I don't talk about community dinners that much. I talk about gardening <laughs> because, you know, no, who cares about community dinners? People care about gardening. And all I could think is like, well, Katie, if, if somebody had come at me with like, yeah. here's how the garden is set up, I wouldn't be in causing because I'm not a gardener. And so it's not that, you know, it doesn't resonate with me, but there yeah. are people in our community who talk about what gardening means to them, you know, having mm. peace and serenity in a space that can be admired and enjoyed by, by a group of people then I'm like, oh, I can yeah, see yeah. that. I'm still not going to be out there on the landscaping yeah. team, but I can see and value what you value. So yeah, I think that's yeah. important. Nice. 
Yeah. The other thing I think is good, Lynn, is like, I feel like everybody needs to, um, it's kind of like the get over yourself, you know, like you're not, you're just asking for a cup of coffee. You're not getting married. Yeah. It should be fun. You know, it should be fun and interesting. You're going to collect kind of people's stories and, you know, some people are going to wind up being your neighbors. And those are the stories you want to hold and cherish and know, um, you need to enjoy stopping and listening to what other people are telling you. Well, you know, and I, I was just thinking, so last Wednesday we had our August, you know, first Wednesday, yeah. uh, public information session. And the one thing that just blew, it blows my mind every time it happens. And I don't know why, because it happens so often. It's just kind of, I should expect it, but people show up with whom we have multiple points of connection. And remember we had that one lady and I kept looking at her and looking at her And I said, I feel like I know you. And we went into a breakout group even. And then we got back and then I realized she had had dinner at my house twice because (laughs) she was, she was a guest of my book club and I don't know, wrong, wrong context or something. And I hadn't picked up on it. So, you know, we do have, I mean, that kind of ties in with uh, also noticing how people who coalesce around a certain curiosity about a different way of living, sustainability, connections, it tends to be a, it's kind of a self-selecting group of people. So you're yeah. already starting from a really strong basis of commonality. It's really quite lovely. Yeah. You may have even met each other right. <laughs> <laughs> and don't remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think the other thing we wanted to highlight today in our conversation was just different ways of involving your team, because it's not just Kelly and I doing marketing, you're hearing our voices, but in the Houston community at large, you know, our members are actively involved in attending the public information sessions. And that has just been great when they show up. Oh, wow. We regularly have as many members at a meeting mm -hmm. as we do people from the public, which I think is such a... People want to have great neighbors, and so they show up for it. And I just mm-hmm. love that about our group. It really punches it up a notch. You know, the energy in the room just goes way up. Yeah. And then and then they get, you know, inspired every now and then to share something on LinkedIn. Like we had this last month, we had one of our guys, I poked him a little bit, and I said, hey, you've got a big LinkedIn following. Why don't you share this thing about the meeting? And within 24 hours, two more people in his network had signed up. So. Yeah. It's that kind of a thing of reaching out to your network because there is a lot, a lot of like-mindedness and interests around the way we live our lives. Um, so that's really useful. And then also we will periodically, you know, say, hey, what do you want to make a few phone calls and then give somebody a list of numbers and just refresh them on some of the key messages or get them involved. If somebody comes through town, like sometimes we might have people from out of state interested in us you know, let's all get together for coffee and meet up with this person. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great kind of community building um, activity just for us internally, because yeah. we're not living yet together and yet we're dying to. And so creating these opportunities to come together has been really great. I know it's nice when like everybody heads out to, oh, you're doing one at there's a coffee shop near our new place. And so like everybody was there and there was one new person and there were like, seven of us members oh, <laughs> so nice. most of the conversation was just like you know members chatting like the the person who come to check us out would be able to kind of almost have a one-on-one conversation with yeah. 
whoever she wanted because she could just kind of pull somebody aside. And then the rest of us just had a grand time just chatting and catching up. Well, and you know, it's kind of like rolling out the red carpet. Like yeah. sometimes when I call people up at, after they subscribe to the newsletter, I'll call them up and say, hey, this is one of my lines I use. I just want you to know we have a tradition of calling people individually so that you know there's real people, there's a real community, there's life <laughs> behind this internet storefront. We are for real. And yeah. they love it. They yeah. just love it. They yeah. think it's a hoot. Yeah. I know. I see that too because I think it's important. Otherwise, you could just like sign up and just get emails and never mm-hmm. really like know like there are pictures of people, but who are these people? So I think it's- is that is that photo stock or what is that? I know. Well, I think you can pretty much tell from our biopics that those are not Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty uh, real life right there, but that's okay. So yeah, this was, well, this is yeah. great. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah. I really wanted to explore this topic a this little bit. This is cool. Thanks for the topic. Yeah. So, and thank you so much for stopping by. We're so glad that you clicked on our episode today. For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and check out our great about us biopics now that you know what they look like. <laughs> and you can also subscribe to our newsletter there. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. And in fact, later this month, Lynn is going to be one of the speakers yes. at the Co-Housing Association National Conference in Madison, Wisconsin. So if you're there, be sure to swing by and say hi to her. I'd love we're to meet really, you. Yeah. Yeah. We're really <laughs> active on social media. So check out what is happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston. Bye. Bye.